been talking about what? Facing our giants. Amen. We did two weeks on facing the giant of fear. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, open your Bible to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now I'm just moving as the text moves me. Uh, we're going to look at verses 28 to 30. All right. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, amen, heard when he spoke to the men and Eliab's anger burned against David and said, why have you come down and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your insolence and the wickedness of your heart. For you have come down in order to see the battle. And David said, what have I done now? What it, was it not just a question? Then he turned away from him to another and said the same thing. And the people answered the same thing as before. I want to talk about this morning Facing the giant of criticism. Facing the giant of criticism. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has something to say. Amen. But this giant is different than fear. Here are some observations I've made about criticism. Generally, the criticizer is worse than the criticized. Before you criticize a person, you should walk in their shoes. Are you with me? Critics can be worse than Goliaths. They destroy with their words. Amen. And if you're not careful, amen, you will start believing what they are saying to you. Do I have a witness? Amen. Critics will taunt you. Critics will try to cause you to stop what you're doing. Amen. And buy into their worldview. David has come from a family, a big family. Family of brothers and he was the youngest and here he is now about to face an impossible situation. But before he faced an impossible situation, to get to his victory, he had to go through fear. He had to go through criticism. And now in order for him to, he was anointed king, but not yet appointed king. And in order for him to get to the throne, he had to go through some stuff. I want to help somebody this morning to let you know that before you get to where God wants you, come on somebody, you're going to have to go through some stuff. You're going to have to go through some critics. You're going to have to face some giants. You're going to have to understand or we have to understand that trouble doesn't last always, but you got to be careful how you respond to the attacks that come your way in the midst of you getting to where God wants you. Critics are everywhere. People talk. People put down. Amen. But you got to understand that I'm going to give you six things today 
that may help you to overcome the giant of criticism. The text says in verse 28, it says, Now Eliab, his oldest brother, you see that? Heard when he spoke to the men. We knew what happened before. David asked the men, well, what's going on? Why is this Philistine, amen, why is he criticizing us? Why is he, why are we afraid of him, right? But his brother who was out there, this is his oldest brother, watch this. He heard what he was saying, but in his heart, he wasn't feeling David. Are you with me? And so today I want to give you the first thing is if you're going to handle criticism, you got to understand something. Your critics may come from the people closest to you. I'm trying to help somebody. Sometimes you think family is for you. Uh, sometimes you think the people closest to you will be the ones who will support you. But I stopped by to tell you, don't you pay them no never mind. Amen. <laughs> because guess what? They are the ones who will disappoint you the most. It's the people that you did not see coming are the ones that Satan uses to discourage you. Don't take it personal though. Pray for them. The worst feeling you can have is when your critics come from your own family. Here David is, his brother. His brother's name, Eliab, means God is father. He wasn't living up to his name, you see. See, he thought that David had bad intentions. He thought that David was trying to get all the glory, but that's not what David was there for. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever been misunderstood? Have, have you ever had good intentions and people took your good intentions and they say it was bad? And watch this. And it came from someone who was close to you. I'm not just saying family. I'm talking about friends that are close to you. I'm talking about co-workers at the job. I'm talking about uh, 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 friends you have at school or friends that you have in the workplace. I'm talking about the fact that David is here by God's divine appointment, but yet here go his brothers. His brother says, listen, amen. Watch the text. The text says, and Eliab's, his oldest brother, heard and spoke to him, spoke to, sp when he spoke to the men. Look at the text. And Eliab's what? Anger, what? Burned against David. My question is, why was he angry? What was he angry about? Are you with me? Now, now let's just say this. He, he was mad for several reasons. Number one, if you back the story up, right? When Samuel came to anoint David as king, he was hating on him then. See, he had a problem with him, but he never spoke to him about the problem, and he kept the issue in his heart. See, that's what happens to critics. They won't tell you how they really feel, but they will smile in your face. You know that song, All the While. what I'm talking about that's what I'm talking about all the while they're backstabbers are you with me now I'm trying to help somebody today second thing is your critics are angry because you're doing what they can't do 
David is anointed king, appointed king. Come on, somebody. Not yet appointed. Watch this. He was, he was, he was left at home, but yet Eliab is angry at him because here David is in the mix. God has put him there. Are you with me? He was at war. David was at home. Come on, somebody. He's mad about that. He was afraid and he was operating in fear. And in his fear, he's wondering, why is my little brother not afraid like I am? He wanted him to feel what he felt. But David said, no, nah, man, I'm courageous. I, I, I've been through some stuff. And here we are standing before Goliath. But I want to tell you something. Just because I'm doing what you can't do, don't you keep hating. Don't you hate on me. And that's where your critics will come from. People that tell you you can't do it is, are sometimes are people who never been where you're trying to go. I'm trying to help somebody today. You got to pay attention to the people who tell you it's too hard. You got to pay attention to the people who get angry with you for no for no. For no reason, for no apparent reason, right? You got to pay attention and realize that people that criticize you are people who are angry with you. Why? Because they're not going where you're going. They're not doing what you're doing. As a matter of fact, if you could stay where they are, they would be even more happy. Are you with me? Text says, his anger burned. That, that word anger in the Hebrew means his nostril was, was blowing and, and he was flared up. He had that deep anger for his own brother. Can you, can you see this? It comes from the people that are what? Come on, somebody. Now watch the text. Text said, I'm, verse 28, why have you come down? Okay, there's a question. And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Now, y'all remember the last sermon I preached, I said that David left, the, the, left his sheep in the care of the servants. And then he left the food in charge with the, with the other servants. See, David knew what he was doing. David was a man that took care of business. But here's his brother he asked him, why did you come down? I'll give you three reasons why I came down. Number one, I came to feed you. Because daddy sent me with the food. Number two, I came to check on you. Number three, I come so I can go back and give a report to daddy that you're doing well. See how you could be misunderstood? See how your innocence can be taken for something else? See how critics are? And so the second, third thing I want to tell you is your critics will always will try to humiliate you. But make sure they're not right about you. Make sure you take care of your business. Make sure that what they say is not true because David had taken care of his business. We know David's heart, but, but his brother's motivation by pride and anger and jealousy, he did not see David's heart. But I stopped by to tell you that God's testimony about David was this. He was a man after. Don't you believe what people say? Believe what God says about you. 
Are you following me? And if God says you are who you are, then you better believe that. Here's what you are. You are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been young and now you're old, but guess what? You will never see the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. He accused David of neglecting his duty, suggesting he should go back home. But I thank God that God knew David's heart. You see, that's what really matters. You see, if people are wrong about you, why do you get angry? Husband, why y'all always fighting? I said, I said this, you said that, I said that, and then you're blowing up in fights and arguments. You understand what I'm saying? If it ain't true, then what you tripping about? If it ain't true, if you know your heart, who knows your heart? You and God. Come on, somebody. And But when your critics show up, you have to brace yourself because what they're really trying to do is humiliate you. Notice what he says. Go back. Go back. Aren't you supposed to be watching them few sheep? First of all, hold on a second. Wait a minute. A few sheep. You see it? Why, I, and, I, and I hope you left it in charge. Who's watching them? See, 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 see what his brother's doing? It's motivated by what? By hate. By jealousy. By anger. Pay attention to people that talk to you like this. Watch the text. Text says, watch what he says. He says, I know your what? Huh. That word means arrogance. He was saying to David, man, you arrogant. You came out here trying to show off. You came out here to try to prove something. He says, I know your insolence and your what? Wicked and the wickedness of your heart. So here's the next thing you got to know. Your critics don't know your heart. God knows your heart. Let me tell you something. You ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. If you know who you are, and if your word is, can be backed up by your actions, then you don't have to fall for the traps of your critics. Here's the thing. What does he know about David? His own brother. Why did David remain calm? You know why? Because David knew what was really in his heart. You see, don't you respond. If, if, if what's in your heart is real, then you don't have to chase those things. You don't have to fall for those lies. And I'm talking to somebody here today. You know, sometimes it, it hurts you because your own people don't know your testimony. The people closest to you don't know what you've been through. Come on, somebody. You got to remember that when you hear things that are not true, you got to take it as a critic. That's all they are. Don't let your critics get into your heart. Don't let the words creep in. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Watch what he says. I know what you know about me. What did Eliab know about his brother? This word, this word to know, the word means yada. That word also falls into the category of ability. 
but also to become acquainted with something. And it goes to show you that you can live in the same house with someone. And they miss you. I'm talking about they know nothing about you. And I'm trying to help somebody here today that your critics are going to talk, but you got to remind yourself they don't know me like God knows me. And here's the thing. If you could stand before God with a pure heart, a clear mind, a clear conscience, then who cares what people say? Because guess what? They're going to say stuff anyhow, because, but you got to remind yourself that God is working in your life. Are you with me? Watch this. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm almost done. Watch this. Watch the text now. It's in that same verse. You see it? I'm breaking it down for you. Watch this. For you have come down here. Watch what he says. For you have come down in order to what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this my brother? Is this the same brother that we grew up with? Come on, y'all. Let me say this. Just because they're blood doesn't mean they're going to change on you. Come on now. And I, and I ain't trying to say you're not supposed to mend your relationships, but what I am saying, don't be surprised where your critics come from. Are you with me? The people closest to you that don't know you, that's the hurting part. You have endured yourself. You have availed yourself. Come on, let me help you somebody. You've, you've made yourself available to them, but yet and still, they don't believe in you. I stopped by to tell you, you got to get over that hurt. You cannot live with disappointment your whole life because of somebody you're trying to prove something to. Are you with me? Watch the text. For you have come down... Hold on a minute. Why did I say he came down there? To feed his brothers. To check on them. And to bring back a report to daddy. Daddy, brothers are cool. But they, Eliab, accused him of coming to be nosy. You came down here, boy, to be nosy. You came down here to see the battle. But here's my next point. You got to write this down. Your critics don't know you are where you are because God wants you there. I'm trying to help somebody today. Listen, you stand where you are. You hold your head up. No matter what they say. Listen, some are saying you don't belong there. You're just here to be a spectator. But God orchestrated David to be there because David is going to be the deliverer of Israel. Do I have anybody? By God's providence, by God's sovereignty, God placed David there. I say this to you, whenever you get an assignment, you may not understand it. But you got to understand when God puts you there, can nobody take you from that? Amen. Your critics are talking about you. They're saying you, you can't do it. You can't do this. You can't do that. But I stopped by to tell you what God has for you, it is for you. 
where God wants you to be, you will be. What God is orchestrating in your life right now, you get a bit better get good what, what he allows. And if he has to put you in front of your critics, then you got to stand tall. Listen, David is awesome, y'all. Look at his response. You got to catch the response. Verse 29. Watch verse 29. I'm closing. Look what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. David, but David said, man, what have I done now? What is that? What is that telling you? This ain't the first time his brother was criticizing him. You ever say that? What have I done now? <laughs> Are you with me? He says, he says, what, what now? What, watch what he says. Was it not just a, as a matter of fact, bro, I wasn't even asking you. You butted in the conversation and became a critic. He didn't ask his brother. He asked the men who were standing there afraid to face Goliath. How did you butt in? Is it one just a question? Now, here's my last point. You got to catch this one, okay? This one you got to catch. Some things are taught. Some things you got to catch. Caught. Okay, you ready? This is the last point. Your response to your critics is important. Notice, he listened. In that one verse, there's a lot of stuff in that verse. But in verse 29 and 30 now, he says, what have I done now? Look at his response. Was it not a what? Watch verse 30. Man, forget you. What'd he do? No, no, you gotta do what I man, forget you. That's what verse 30 is. Man. You ready? Man. Let me tell you what's going on with David here. And this is what you this is what you gotta do about your critics. Stop taking stuff so personal. Stop being so overly sensitive. If it ain't true, I'm going to say it one more time. If it's not true, man, forget you. I'm going to say it one more time. Man, and you got to do the hand like that too. You know? Man, man, go somewhere with that. He turned away from him. Watch this. Stop being so sensitive, y'all. Man, we take stuff, we take stuff so personal. And you know, watch this. He turned away from him, he turned his back on him to another. Hey. To who? Someone with some sense. Why are you trying to reason with a critic? I'm about to say a fool. Why are you trying to reason with people who are unreasonable? It, because in their heart, you, they think you're wicked. They think you're no good. But here you are trying to prove something to them, right? David said, man, man, forget you. He turned to another. And what? 
and said, watch this, he didn't change his story. Don't you let people change your story. Don't you let people change your conversation. If you said what you said, mean what you say, and if they don't like what you say, keep saying it to somebody else. Man, forget you. That's what I'm entitled to sermon when I preach again. Man, forget you. And look, and the people answered the same thing as before. Listen to me. David stepped up. And you can tell he wasn't angry. It's amazing how we get rattled. Real easy. And we, we, we change our conversation. We change the way we dress. We change the way we live. Because somebody don't like, man, be you. Come on, help me, will you? Be you. Be you. Be the best you you can be in Christ. He responded with a question. Bro, did I just ask you a question, man. <laughs> like, like you gave me, like you was carrying this on your heart all this time. Now, it doesn't elaborate that. I'll be like, man, hold on a minute. I thought we were good. Yes, you can tell when somebody got something in their heart, right? You ask them a question, and then they go on to telling you what they was thinking about. Like, what the? Hold on a minute. We were just chilling together. We were just playing dominoes together. We were in the same vicinity together. Now you're talking about, boy, deliver me from those snakes, boy. For real. People who smile in your face. But they're carrying stuff in their hearts, man. Critics. How you respond is very, 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 very important. Way to go, David. Way to go, David. Can I tell you something? He could have tried to justify. Listen, people saying stuff about you, and then you hear you are two hours in trying to justify. No, I ain't. Man, please. Man, forget you. When you face your giant, you say, man, forget you. Because the giant of criticism will try to destroy you. A man was complaining of his neighbors. I've never seen, seen he said, I've never seen such a, a ratchet set of people. They're mean, they're greedy, they're selfish, they're careless. Worst of all, they're forever speaking evil of one another. The guy said, is it really so? He asked his friend who happened to be walking with him. It is indeed, he said. Why, only look at that fellow right there coming towards us. I know his face. Matter of fact, I can't remember his name, but I know his face. See that little shark eye he got? Cruel eyes. Darting here and there. Lines in his forehead. Look at his mouth. The very droop of his shoulder is mean and he's cringing. Uh, he's slick. Look how he's walking. He's, ve he's very clever, you see. And so the other guy said, his friend said, but um, there's one thing which you did not perceive about this man. That is a mirror that we're approaching. Some of you, 
It's on 59 right now, y'all. <laughs> y'all done missed it. <laughs> it's, it's at Bush Airport. It's gone. Y'all missed that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, it's a mirror that we're approaching. You're looking at yourself, fool. You see, critics, a crit criticism is generally a reflection of the critic's own weakness and often an attempt to justify his own shortcomings. And so I encourage you, if you are a critic, stop. Because some of us are critics, you know. And you got to face this giant. I don't know who your giant is. Okay? But you and I have to understand something. Stop allowing words to destroy you if it's not true. You say, somebody said recently that fake pastor over there. And I smile. I can sleep at night. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to have critics. And it ain't just because I'm preaching this. You understand what I'm saying? I got critics. I got a bunch of critics. But I pay them no never mind. Because what they're saying doesn't really affect me. I know who I am. I can stand on my word. And the problem with critics is when they get close to you, they realize how fake they are. So guess what they got to do? They got to leave your presence because they can't stand being around you. I encourage you today, amen, to face that giant of criticism. Give God a hand clap of praise. Look at me with six minutes left, amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Amen. If you need prayer today, um, I thank God for his word this morning. Um, maybe you've been running on those words of your critics for a long time. And maybe today's the day you need to stand up and face that giant of criticism. If you're here today, I was watching a documentary on Charlie Chaplin. On Showtime. Some of y'all don't know who Charlie Chaplin is, but y'all too young for that. But here's the thing. He came from very humble beginnings. Achieved a lot. Became the most famous man in the world. But in the end of his life, in his memoir, he said that he always lived with doubt. Even though he was successful, it was that thing behind his mind that kept keeping him in a place of doubt. And you know where that doubt came from? His upbringing. His critics. And so, either you're going to believe the lies or you're going to face that giant. And some of you don't believe in yourself as you should because you're insecure. Because of the words that you play over in your mind, over and over again, that's your critics. You know what my, you know what my, well, I used to play this over, over in my mind all the time. You know, my English teacher told me, you're not college material. 
This is in high school. So I never went to I did not go to college then. But look at me now. I've achieved the high, one of the highest degrees in academia. Wrote my dissertation, all that, doctoral degree, all that. She told me, but I played that in my mind as an excuse to not try. Oh, somebody help me today. And somebody has deposited something in your mind that tells you this is as far as you're going to go. And so if you need prayer.